you just sound like you're doing so fucking well. Like, have you met any kind of hard times since you've been sober? Or is it just that you're better at dealing with those hard times now? Or has everything just been smooth? It's been like so much easier than I thought it was going to be. I think the hardest part is the getting so, is like the initial, like going from, um, battling and trying to like moderate your drinking and failing a lot and telling yourself that you're weak because you're failing and all the things society like gets us thinking and then deciding to commit (laughs) to sobriety from then on like it's just been really smooth like I'm not I really don't want to get like cocky with it obviously because I don't want to start drinking again yeah Uh, and I know that like like the thought of my entire life and never drinking again now just brings me like so much peace and happiness yeah and it's like the whole process for me since like probably we last spoke has been about like the first month for me was like I had a lot to think about and process and then from then on it was like okay these are my character flaws and I'm brave enough now to like face them and take responsibility for them. And every day I just try and do the work of like making my life easier by being a better person. So it's like day and night, morning and night, like, am I treating people with respect? What are my motives when I'm interacting with other people? How do I talk to myself in my own head? Like, what are like, what are, you know, the things that make me kind of fucked up? Like, I'm really fearful. I'm like a really fearful person. And I'm like, kind of secretive. And I like to have like my little things that are just kept to myself. And like, within that, my addiction flourished. And that's where it grew. So like, knowing that I have these qualities, and like, knowing that they're not like 100% going to go away, but like, I can work with like I know that if I'm really secretive I need to be like radically honest every day and that is hard in the moment obviously like you have to have hard conversations with people that like I've never been comfortable having but then life is easier because you're communicating with people (laughs) and like getting over a fear like doing going the hard way is going to make it easier at the end of the day yes like just if everyone just did that every day everyone's life would be easier everyone's life would be easier and we'd all communicate but (laughs) yeah it's hard so when you do have a bad day and you you would have used alcohol to cope with that bad day before what are some of the self-talk um kind of things that you put your mind through to be because like your life your life has changed a lot for the better since getting sober but mostly you have changed yeah. And then that had changed your environment, but mostly you, you changed yourself, your life. The world is still the world and, and it goes on. Yeah. The biggest difference between six months ago and now is you. Yeah. So when you do want to drink again, what is your self-talk? What's your perspective about that? Or, or not even when you have such an urge to drink, but when you're just having a really bad day. I will say like, the amazing thing is like, I like I had some failures where I drank again like early on Mm -hmm. and this time I haven't once ever felt the urge to drink I don't know if that's like I learned my fucking lesson for the last time um 
but I like I have bad days I have days where I want to like escape what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and usually it relates to like memories coming up and like feelings of like perceived loneliness and that kind of thing like gets me spiraling into certain thoughts and what I've been doing is just for the first time like really sitting with all of it and like just like I've done a lot of work on letting like letting my emotions come and like not feeling attached to them and not feeling like they're me or part of me it's just like watching clouds go by like your emotions just like come and go like everything just comes and go goes like you feel happy and then you feel sad you can't claw it like grab the happiness and make it stay like and that's kind of like addiction was like holding on to like this happy feeling I can't like I can't let it go and then being like devastated when things were sad and now it's just like I'm happy I'm sad you know like like it's so exciting that we get to feel all these things within the day and like I I like I've been through difficult experiences that like normally would have caused me to want to like escape and now I like enjoy them because I'm like isn't it awesome that I'm fucking crying in the shower like that's beautiful like if I could watch that on in a movie in 30 years I would be like oh it looks so hot like crying in the shower like I'm just being a human. Oh, I care so much about the thing that I can. You just yeah, have yeah. passion for yourself now. It's hot when people care. It's our- hot when people fucking care. That's, that's, you reminded me of what our Croatian theater school teacher used to say. Uh, and one time she did, she was a, she has like a doctorate in psychology. I think you do this. Did you ever do a one-on-one with her? Like, yeah so, like you're yeah. at like 19 and you go into her studio and she like leads you through some like psycho shit yes. that's like out of the russians it's fucked up and it's fun though <laughs> and i cried the whole time and she said to me and i've never forgotten she goes sky emotions are like the ocean waves the tides they come and they go that's what emotions are and i was like okay like thanks <laughs> I was 19 I was a fucking muppet but uh, that's what that reminded me of funny that like if you can take a step back and watch your watch your emotions and not attach to them and alcohol for me was attaching myself to my emotions and I rode the waves I didn't watch the waves I was fucking surfing on the waves <laughs> and I, I yeah things have been so different for me now like going through hard times it's just a different it's a different person going through a hard time versus good like it's just different it's fine do you find yourself also like kind of enjoying that you know like do you feel like you know that you can handle it now and that you like it's cool that I know that I can get through this myself without anything to help me that that's crazy it is it's a crazy feeling. Um, and yeah, like to also monitor other manic behavior, like, okay, like, like I need to eat, I need to go to the gym, whatever, like whatever, like whenever you're anxious, you're also so much more aware. And like the longer I've been sober, the longer I've been able to see that about myself and figure it out. And like what you, yeah, what you said about just like, being able to watch your emotions rather than being inside of them. It's not necessarily like detachment. You're just not as manic, I guess. Yeah. Do you, how long have you been sober for now? 
Um, I changed, I, I don't do a sober date because I'll like every six months, I'll like taste a glass of wine or whatever, but I don't ever have a full one. Um, but my like, el- like my change of alcohol was on my 27th birthday. Gotcha. Um, I didn't really ever get drunk again. I never, uh, oh, actually in November of 2020, I did. So like four months went by, I got sober when I was 27. Then like three months went by and I was in Edmonton and then I flew back to Toronto and got really wasted. Mm. Felt horrible. Then you felt felt absolute good. shit. And then I quit drinking from then on. Like I'd had, then at Christmas, I had one glass of wine. Then another six months went by. I had one beer at like a family dinner. And then another six months went by. I'd have an old fashioned. And then another six months kind of thing. So yeah, um, it's like you can't unlearn what you've learned. No, no. And for me, it doesn't like, like it doesn't, uh, my stomach and my body can't handle alcohol very well anymore. So like, I'm pretty much allergic, but like, if I'm at like a really, like every, like maybe once a year, like, let's say I go to like a crazy steakhouse and I'm having this steak, I'll have like a sip of the wine that the steak goes with kind of thing, like an ounce of wine, but that's about it. But that's not like, that's like every six months. So I don't really do a sober date, but like, then I don't know what else to call it because if, if you don't say you're sober, people don't respect it. And they think that it's a boundary that they can cross, which it's not. So that's why I use the word sober because it's like in an exceptional moment, I might have a sip of wine. Yeah. But if I tell you that I'm, that I'm not sober, you think it's a boundary that you can just like, that I'm like, oh, trying to do a cleanse or something. You're going to convince me you're not, I'm not wasting my one ounce of wine on you tonight. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, that's like, like, I'm like, I'm like a plant-based diet um <laughs> why'd you go plant-based why do so many so like a long time sugar, she's vegan yeah 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 I like I've been vegan and like I it's been like eight years like it was since my after my first year at Ryerson so I was like 19 um I was like I saw like some video <laughs> so I watched like forks over knives I was like that's it I'll eat cricket guts over meat and then like my relationship to like yeah, there's just been times when I personally made the decision to, like, have something with honey in it, and then I'm, like, struggling with this, like, moral situation where I've, like, I'm involved with, like, groups of people who, like, are vegan, and, like, obviously a lot of people in my life who aren't, and then I'm, like, I've betrayed everyone, (laughs) and it's just, like, you gotta do what you gotta do, Yeah, and you know what's right, and you know what's right and what triggers you. For me, if I had honestly at this point if I had like a full drink uh I I probably would like go seek help yeah (laughs) to be honest like if I had a full drink to the point like because like one drink gets me drunk now so then that means like one drink for me means I'm tipsy which means I'm numbing yeah there's a big difference between like a big meal and a sip of wine and then you're sober still yeah. versus like having a shot or having like a cocktail I I actually don't think that I um could but like when I'm bartending I can taste the drink but yeah but I also can really yeah. taste it like a little bit I can taste all the alcohol all the flavors because I never drink it's just it's yeah. a totally different thing but I found when I first was navigating it I wouldn't say I was sober I would say I was like sober curious or sober this or sober that and yeah. the boundaries that no everyone would just fucking walk all over it and I did have really problematic drinking I would say I had a drinking problem so because then you obviously like if if that's it's hard 
to commit to it when like everyone around you is they don't doing respect it. it. And then when you've already made that like connection in your mind that you struggle with it and that like it's like even if you manage to like not overdo it like nine times out of ten if you overdo it on the tenth time and you know that you do this once a month it's like I don't know for me like the few times I like I drank after I like decided to go to AA and stuff um obviously like I did it and then I remember the only reason I got like super wasted is because I was so upset with myself because I like had made this promise and it's like I it's like two sides of your brain like I part of me was just like still fighting for like this you can control this and like you don't have to fucking surrender to alcohol Uh, controlling your life and wanted to just control it and wanted to like but that's totally like just the shit that we're fed about like from society from drinking society so I go and try and like I, I, I mean at this point I'm kind of like obsessively like I have to have that last drink and I have to like really think about what it tastes like and what it like feels like and I'm it like reminds me so much like, was like have you ever been in a toxic relationship the last time you sleep with them yeah and you just and like you're like hey this is the last time so fucking enjoy it but you can't do this anymore and then if you do it again you're like fuck okay this is the last time you yeah. better enjoy it this time because it's horrible and you cry for five days after you know like just horrible you're like it was the last time and then yeah you like yeah like you know it's not good for you and every part of your body knows yeah and that's what the crying for five days probably is about is just being like I I went back on my word to myself yeah yeah like yeah so I just get like so like the last few instances I got so drunk for so long and it was because I couldn't handle the fact that I had drank in the first place and I told myself like a million other times like I was never going to do it again so the the final time I was yeah it just finally hit home that I'm like even if 10 years down the line I decide to have a glass of wine I know that that could then lead to me being like oh I handled that glass of wine yeah two days later I'm blackout wasted like running around the streets like it's just like the chance that that could happen is prison and my sobriety is my personal freedom it's me having my life like that's the number one thing that keeps you sober yeah that and like I honestly I don't feel like I have to work to be sober anymore like I just have had I think a light just came on I decided I wanted to live (laughs) like me in the place where I was drinking was like so very much feeling like I didn't understand why I was alive yeah me too yeah it's no direction no purpose and you're like why am I alive and someone way better than me like has passed and it doesn't get to live anymore and I'm alive and I'm like wasting my life I just wasted every day yeah and I had no and like I think like for me the number one thing that keeps me sober is the person that I want to be and alcohol does not align at all and that's just the truth and I've accepted that as the truth is that like me drinking and my potential don't mix mm-hmm. And your potential is like your why 
for being your why of living and it's infinite and challenging challenging yourself every day to be the best person you can be communicating with the people you love not hurting the people you love going for it being brave pursuing your dreams all of those things that like is what life's about being healthy physically everything and it's just not compatible with alcohol for me and that's like if I just accept that as the truth it's the easiest choice ever when I start to question it then I need to talk to my friends and have them remind me (laughs) but (laughs) and like it's super cool that you know some of our friends can have what they want in life and still like enjoy drinking and it's never brought them any or drugs or whatever and it's never brought them any issues but like if you know the answer for yourself like yeah I mean I think a lot of people though don't fulfill their potential because they're drinking even if they don't have like full problems like it's just it wastes so much time putting in a shift at a bar like it just you know and when you don't drink you have lunch or whatever and, and then you leave after an hour and a half you might enjoy your time there but like when you're drinking you can put in eight hours like no like nothing yeah yeah because you're just like you're just like coasting and you're not really there <laughs> no you're not really there and you don't care that you're not doing something that you love no I didn't care well I did inside but yeah, I did. there's like that little oh. that little like little voice that's gotten louder that's now my main voice but the little voice was like hey yeah a little piece of the fire that's like gotta just you know and like sobriety like I don't know yeah it just like it's just been like tending to that fire and just like becoming someone that like I have no desire to drink because I love my life so much so how have you found I everyone asked me about this and I'm doing a full series on it about dating and sobriety how have you found dating and sobriety because I've heard everyone's afraid to quit drinking because they're afraid of dating and sobriety that's like everyone's number one thing is like but Sky how the fuck do you date and I'm like (laughs) it's Uh, (laughs) a real question I mean like for me the truth is that like I think I was like really excited to get going on that like way too early and then I realized like I wasn't trying to date for like I was doing that as a distraction from doing the work on myself which uh-huh. I really wanted to be doing and so I've like kind of like stepped back from it a little I also like so much believe that like you're just gonna find it's so annoying but you're just gonna like find the right person at the right time how, and like when I've but, become a sober person I've become one of those people too like I'm like so mystical <laughs> <laughs> mystical that's so the it. universe exactly. is gonna be amazing and give me my soulmate one day love exists and it is beautiful whereas like two years ago I would have been like who the fuck is this bitch yes but when you think about it though like you have come from this place to like this place right like we've done these huge transformations what if like there's you know I kind of want to be with someone who's done that kind of work on themselves and maybe they haven't done it hard it's really hard to date someone who has not done the work on themselves so yeah what's your experience like so you you jumped in and then you were like fuck this and you jumped out and then you're working on yourself right now I just dated a few people and was I'm so acutely aware of myself and others that I'm like I could tell that they they had a lot of work to do on themselves and I can't do that work for anyone else like you know and so it's like yeah you just your your circle becomes really different when you're 
like dedicating your every day to being a better person it's kind of yeah there's a lot of not better people (laughs) sauntering around trying to date and that's not to say they're not gonna be great in a couple years but like yeah so my what I want from someone is really on my level so it's yeah I'm waiting for that the right human that it feels right with and I I don't really want to settle for anything else like I want to be fucking me too oh so in love I love love like I yeah I love love I used to hate love when I was drinking all the time I didn't like love I was a savage I was in my villain era now it's very embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) when you're just like yeah I like even like this guy on I like I'm on hinge in Vancouver because I just moved here and I'm single and this guy from my villain era lives here now and like tried to match with me and I was like I'm Uh oh (laughs) horrible about this because I was definitely the villain and also I'm sorry and also I can't match with you but I'm very sorry (laughs) (laughs) I can't well yeah this is too overwhelming I'm like the shame of my villain era is a little too much right now like it was bad but like now I'm like such a lover like it's like I'm, I'm so counterculture of like what the the culture is saying I'm so the opposite of that I'm like wholesome and pure and like all of the bullshit because that's who I actually am inside yes you have to be and it's so hard to reconcile I know like all that behavior is so like hardened and it's like people trying to protect their little selves and it's yeah you're just not gonna make strong connections with people you have to put yourself out there and you have to like apply all the things you've learned from like past shitty relationships we'll that get hurt and it's it's honestly so empowering and freeing to be like to think about all the people that you were sh- shitty to and just <laughs> and think about it every day and just go, I'm not gonna be that person anymore and then people won't be that person to me because I won't let them in no I won't let them in that's like you're gonna probably like every time you're good to someone like they'll think about that and then go be good to someone else like it's it's all passed down it's like yeah I don't know so do you ever feel like discouraged though about finding someone who might be on that level of like they're working on themselves that much because obviously there aren't that many like hot straight guys in therapy so it's working on their substance issues (laughs) I think it's becoming like I was watching Harry Styles do an interview with Zane Lowe the other day because I love him and I just thought oh they're talking about like some really vulnerable things and I think that this is like cool for guys to do now and I'm so glad about that and I think like I think everyone's tired of like fucking people pretending to be like great no one's great like no one's great. It's so admirable to watch someone like open up about things that are hard to open up about. Like there's nothing more attractive. So like, and I, yeah. And you're seeing that more. Like, yeah, like I see this thing on TikTok. Like, I don't know why I'm on incel TikTok, but like, I get like a, like a, uh, like these, like these random TikToks come up on my for you page that are like men giving other men dating advice. And it's like, if you cry in front of her, that's the moment that you lose her forever. <laughs> that's the moment she is never going to love you. And I'm just like, oh. that is, like I would like to speak what? on behalf of women. If you cry in front of us, you will, with the, like, first of all, with anyone who's not a sociopath, you will get comfort and love. Yeah. And that is what you person. deserve. 
freaking sucks, then they'll be yeah, like, unless you're, crying, you're crying. Yeah, or unless you're crying like crocodile tears, like you murdered my mom and now you're crying about it in front of me, fuck you. But like, like, the, like crying over like something where you're, you're like trying to control that person and they're not being what yeah. you want them to be. And you're like, authentically crying. Your mom died or like. If you're authentically crying even because you feel insecure or because yeah. you, yeah. I mean, there's so many reasons to cry in front of someone you feel vulnerable with. If you cry, listen, that's only going to make the girl like you more. It's totally fine to cry. You're yeah. a human being. You're not a robot. It's that's okay to cry. Close to someone, you like cry, you like puke in front of them or poop in front of them. And then you're yeah. so close. You can't take that back. Like, and it's not nice. <laughs> like, that's how you get close. You baby, people. can you come in here for a second and watch me? <laughs> <laughs> like it's like your baby I just, I just want to feel really close to you, Can you like eyes with me? <laughs> let's share a bathroom it's yeah so I understand I, yeah no yeah and it's just boring I don't people who don't like who aren't on that level of like I'm interested and I want to like understand people better and I understand people not opening up and like having a me too because I used to be one yeah exactly and we protect ourselves in so many different ways but like when you've transcended that you want you crave that back from someone that's the only way you can like get close and I found like since since I've opened wide up like people do it with me so easily because you you share you get back what you put out so like yeah so I'm not worried about finding someone who matches me at all and I like I haven't really like been with anyone in a long time so I don't know I'm just really happy with me and I'm happy to be on my own and like it's fun to like look at what's out there and like have fun little conversations with people but like it's just not my focus right now but I I do like yeah I miss like having someone (laughs) it's nice (laughs) What's the biggest change, like, do you think to your dating life from before and after sobriety? Um, before I like often did things because they were like, what was expected of me? Like, I just like go out with people I like didn't want to go out with because I felt like I should be more open. And like, I would like, I feel like I showed up trying to make someone like me all the time instead of just like showing up as who I am so that I would meet the right person because you're supposed to match each other I would show up like trying to be and then when they started like getting really into me I'd be like I'd pull back and be like whoa like I didn't I was pretending to be someone for you not that person (laughs) calm down and now I'm just like I'm way more like patient with people I feel like I'm way more communicative and like respectful like I used to ghost people and like I used to yeah I used to like behave immaturely and like not treat people as if they were real (laughs) because I was like I'm insecure about so many different things and I was holding up and then like yeah, so now I think I just, yeah, I'm just trying to be like as honest as possible, as soon as possible with people, as so as not to like waste their time. Yeah, that's definitely the same as me, pretty oh, much. Yeah, how are you yeah. feeling? The before, it's just crazy, like how much more of a lover I am, how much more I want to be like, like before I had different expectations of what like a good relationship was, and it was very, 
like superficial or um, yeah. not really. I dealt with a lot of shame from an earlier relationship from my early twenties that I've actually like gone to a bunch of therapy about, but basically uh, he made me feel very ashamed for being in love and having feelings and emotions. So then I felt shame about my feelings and emotions for years. And that's one of the reasons that I drank. So then anytime emotions would come up, I would think, holy shit, you better bottle that up. So even if I was seeing someone, I would control my emotions extremely, like mostly with drinking. Seem weak or whatever. Yeah. And before sex, I would like always have a few glasses of wine. So that way I wouldn't catch too much. And that's very different now. You feel if you have so should do a full fucking episode about this. It is (laughs) a (laughs) hundred percent because like I haven't really been there yet. Have you not? Okay, so it's like uh, it's like losing your virginity. It literally (laughs) I would say it's like losing your virginity. Horrible. It's 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 beautiful. It is the most sounds hilarious and like delightful it's delightful it's beautiful it's also the scariest most horrible thing in the world it's like it's like remember losing your virgin it's like that it's like that it's like there's that, no, no wonder i've put the full, full stops on that like in every scenario no just no i just can't do this without a couple glasses of wine in me it's, it becomes very apparent it's very scary without <laughs> without a few glasses of wine and I know why most people have a few glasses of wine before um yeah it is it is very intense then, like you realize like how intense intimacy actually is and like what it was kind of made for was to bond human beings to each other get their brains addicted to each other and so they could breed other humans that is that was the OG evolutionary thing that happened. And uh, you, it becomes apparent when you're sober. <laughs> <laughs> intimacy. It's intimate. <laughs> it's intimacy. Uh, intimacy. Yeah. It's yeah. Intimate. You're just yeah. going to be like so much more selective about that. Because so much more selective about sure. who goes inside of your body. You are very picky. It is, yeah, you're very emotional. <laughs> it's a whole different world. And, um, it's a lot. I think that it's so beautiful. The part of me that is still ashamed of emotions is like, holy shit, that's disgusting. But like the part of me <laughs> that knows that it's good to love is like, that's good. That is good. Um, what was I going to ask? Do you feel super like, like on another level of confidence though? Like for me, like I thought I was going to go into it being like, it kind of sucks that everyone who I'm dating, I have to be like, I don't drink. So like, you can't, like if we go for drinks don't be like alarmed that I'm ordering (laughs) like don't be like I hate this they are alarmed that's a good way to say some people are very alarmed like if people think you're going for drinks and you don't drink they're gonna feel awkward about their drink and then you're like uh so I like to put it right out there I'm like hey let's go for a walk and like go for dinner or whatever but like the uh, yeah I don't drink and there I've had a lot of people people are so respectful of that for the most part I've Found, some like, guys just aren't had... interested after you tell them you don't drink and that's cool too because yeah, that's because then like it's also like you're not gonna get me drunk yeah. and probably fuck me tonight like that's probably not gonna happen so you're right in not wasting your time if that's what you're looking for you know what I mean like you're not yeah. you're not wrong it's nice to be like see ya yeah <laughs> cool bye that made my life easier I have one less person to talk to yeah exactly but who so, knows maybe I'm just a sober whore <laughs> 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 you don't need to get me drunk yeah 
wish I was more like that. <laughs> Me too, but I'm not. I'm like a little creature. I can't. I'm shy. But <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'll have to investigate that further and then come back to you. Be careful, man. Be fucking careful. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then another thing is like, I feel like I've really. How about you? Healed this part of myself where like people who are needy of my time and energy I used to feel extreme guilt about like needing boundaries with people um because I didn't like have a certain level of self-love and now I like I've done a lot of reading into like how we attach to one to others and like what's healthy and like I I realized like oh I have a pretty healthy level of like non-attachment with my my friends and with people I'm dating and I feel that there's like oh like people who aren't healed have a heavy either attachment or avoidance obviously Mm -hmm. and I can't with people who like are really needy of my time and I've I'm finally okay to like respect that I need to like back off or pull away and that yeah that's just been an interesting thing in dating like for the first time, I'm like, I don't feel bad. Boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Boundaries are fucking crazy. And I never really could use them when I was drinking because I would ruin the boundaries because I would send drunk texts. And I've said this before. It's really interesting in relationships. I People always say drunk texts or sober thoughts or drunk, drunk words or sober thoughts. And the reason that I disagree with that is because I actually do semi-agree with it. Okay, Say you text a guy, hey, I miss you so much while you're drunk, okay? You don't necessarily, yeah, your sober thoughts might actually not be, hey, I miss, you know, Christopher so fucking much. Your sober thoughts could be, I'm bored. I'm chaos. I'm chaos and I'm bored. Yeah. And there's nothing else to do. And then you get drunk and you're like, drunk me, it's going to make my life a little more exciting. Let's text Christopher. you know and I think that is like that is the truth of it and so we create all of this chaos sometimes because our sober thoughts are actually that we're bored it's not that we miss Christopher yeah when you get sober a lot of those relationships are easier to navigate because you you're just you're I think it's like your nervous system is a lot more calm and so you can set boundaries and stick to them and relax and know that you're right like your your perception of things are a little more like confident. Yeah, because you're like, I do what I need to do for myself on a daily basis. And I trust myself more. Yeah. yeah. It's harder to I gaslight me. That. It used to be very easy to gaslight me. You could be like, Sky, I never said that. And I'd be like, really? Okay, <laughs> yes, that's true. That's so funny that you say that. I feel like I gaslight myself sometimes. I <laughs> gaslight myself all the fucking time, but I've done it a lot less now, for sure. Like, I sometimes, like, I haven't had a drink in six months but sometimes like if I'm behaving weirdly I'll be like did I drink today <laughs> like I like second guess myself <laughs> just like that's just the deep rooted like mistrust. sometimes when I feel out like a normal with people and they're all drunk and I'm not but like I'm having fun I think that too and I think did I accidentally get drunk I'm having fun right now drinking or something and you're like am I <laughs> am yeah I right now <laughs> am I drunk <laughs> my association uh that's so funny but for dating so you yeah you haven't really gone into that territory yet I also like in my like recovery I like have been kind of told that 
it's you should do really a year good to do a full year for you're just working on yourself and I at first I was like yeah right I'm 26 and I'm hot <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> but like level of confidence is high now and I'm like yeah right no way. <laughs> you think I'm gonna park this pussy for a year in recovery fuck no <laughs> watch out and the truth is it's true i'm gonna be even hotter especially when if you get it. hotter when you're sober and then you're like fuck i'm hotter and it's all a waste i'm just shy and care about feelings now <laughs> oh i know you're literally just slowly becoming like perfect partner <laughs> and i'm like the longer i let this batch of cookies bake <laughs> the better it's gonna be in a year for whoever is the victim but then you have to find a guy who's healed and that's hard Yes. I, I think I, I waited about a year before I started dating or getting involved with anyone. Okay. Well, I had some loose ends in Toronto that I was tying up, like with a couple of things. Like I had, I was a villain, man. Like I don't fucking, I was a villain. And so, you know, those went away slowly and those, those ties, you know, they were, the strings were tied. And then I didn't have anything going on in Edmonton though, on purpose. Like I wouldn't fuck with anyone in Edmonton. Cause I was like, this is the time to just like heal. And yeah, and then I I feel like I'm, I mean, it's always a work in progress. Sometimes the more work you do, the more messy it feels. Yeah. The yeah. more work you do on yourself, the more you're like, I'm not a perfect person. Are you kidding me? I'm fucked. You and you're like, <laughs> oh and my I'm, God, this is way worse than I <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, and flashbacks happen and you're like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The things that you like decide not to remember. <laughs> In your drinking days, you're like, that didn't happen. And that just feeds into your whole, like, like <laughs> gaslighting yourself. Because you're like, I eliminated so many memories. I dissociated from that. I decided there's, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't see it. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. That didn't happen. You can't yeah. fully heal until you, you, until you work through it all. And then it, when you work through happen. it all, you're just a puddle of tears and you're like, so such a sad little bitch. And then, oh, then yeah. it heals though. It really does. Like if I, like if I could tell anybody this, like it fucking works, like going to therapy and shit, being sober, like it really does work. <laughs> like there's a reason that all the experts. Yeah. Tell them, say it out loud. Yeah, the experts are fucking right about that. I do have to say like it does yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you still go to therapy? Do you talk to a therapist? I am going to a therapist here in Vancouver very soon. I have to find a new Vancouver therapist. So I kind of want to go into real life. I was doing zoomies. Yeah. I yeah. kind of want to try real life therapy. Yeah. Cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, Ooh, it's a but I do a lot. Like if you also can't afford therapy, which like a lot of people can't, and there's long waiting lists for, um, for therapists that are affordable because everyone needs a therapist after COVID and everything. So it's like, uh, you can also find a ton of online resources and workbooks that are super helpful um, for you to navigate anything, especially if you get super specific with your goals. So like if sobriety is your goal and you get a workbook for sobriety, if you know you recognize you have avoidant attachment or anxious attachment or you have, you know, you've dated the same guy in eight different forms of a satanic demon. <laughs> uh, and you have this pattern. Yeah, and you have this pattern. <laughs> you can find so many like workbooks online um, and books where there's like journaling entries and shit like that. And like, I know it sounds like woo bullshit, but like it really fucking helps because it's, it's like similar to the line of questioning that a therapist does. What? 
it's only bullshit if you don't start doing it. Yeah. And also it's like crazy because you think it's bullshit while you're doing it kind of, and then, well, at least if you're me and you have a bad attitude, but then, (laughs) (laughs) then legitimately like six weeks go by and your behaviors changed or someone tries to pull one over on you and you're like, that's not okay. I'm setting a boundary here. And you're like, oh my God look at me go yeah so that's like it's definitely helpful that way but my therapist was a a is a student so that's another thing is that like therapists that are just coming out into the field are like extremely discounted and Mm -hmm. also being like they're practicing yeah they're yeah just starting their practices and it's like half off like you can go find those that's yeah that's awesome and she's like amazing and and I haven't talked to her in a really long time and I messaged her the other day just to be like hey just check in to see how you're doing like I'm good honestly forgot that you were a person but like miss you hope you're well and she was like I'm great let me know if you want a session soon like I'm laying in a hammock I was like honestly you rock and I will let you know but I don't go to therapy anymore pardon I don't go to therapy anymore though why not I feel this is like maybe controversial, but like I feel now truly like I have it in me. Like I don't need it. Like for now, if I need it, I will reach out for it. But right now, I on a daily basis, I feel like, yep, I did all the things I needed to do. I checked myself in these moments where I needed to check myself. I go to bed feeling good about my life. And I'm like, I haven't felt depressed, which I like thought I was clinically depressed while I was drinking. Yeah since I stopped. That's what happened to me. I thought I was, I thought I had an anxiety disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I had a lot of the characteristics of depression and then like high functioning depression, like the whole world was laughing at my jokes and wasn't I a hot girl and blah, 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 blah. But like inside I was fucking dying inside. (laughs) Like I was in so much mental pain, like a day didn't go by where I wasn't. And I didn't know how bad it had gotten because it happened over time. Yeah. until I quit drinking and changed my life then suddenly like I couldn't believe how much better it got and now even when I go through hardships like my my baseline stability is just like always there my support is always there I know people are there for me I have coping mechanisms all of like the work has paid off yeah. um but yeah I was like fucking dead inside and I thought that I was always going to be like that yeah and I think like yeah we talked about like finding your why for being alive is like huge in a limit like getting rid of that and that goes with like eliminating the thing that's like slowly killing you (laughs) it's like a really good place to start scary though because like you know when you first I don't know about this for you but for me this happened there was a there was a distance between getting sober giving up alcohol giving up kind of who I used to be, letting her fade and like loving her, but letting her fly away and finding my purpose. There was like a chunk of time in there that was like messy waters. That was hard time where you're just like, like, "Ah, what do I do now? Like, yeah. Like I was like a fucking like turtle or something. And yeah, smoky waters, like foggy. So like are jealous of people who don't have to go at your, with go through what you're going through. You're still like, a little lonely and like empty and like you're like what yeah you're still empty yeah that's what it is you're yeah so- it's like everything c- catches up with you and then you have to like work through like the hard stuff of like what am I doing what do I care about like who am I <laughs> yeah it's like that's hard and yeah it's it's a hard thing to navigate until you 
have that light bulb moment. Like for me, it was like a very, like I had a bit of like a spiritual awakening where I felt like I connected finally to like, oh, I'm a part of this like big, beautiful world. Wow. And it, if I just, if I literally just put something good into the stream of life every day, like I will die and feel really happy with myself. Yeah. And that's enough. Like you are enough. That's what I realized is I'm like, oh fuck, I'm enough. Like it's all good. Like I'm here and I'm trying my best and I'm having fun. And like, that's what it's about. And like loving other people, making connections. Like that's what life's about. And it it is that simple feeling good, you know, lifting weights, feeling strong, that rush that I get after. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Like that is like what life's about a good audition, a bad audition, all of it. (laughs) Yes. It's so beautiful. And like, Oh, I feel it's, it's hard. Like you have to remind yourself of that every day. Like I still find myself definitely slipping into like, like seeing other people struggling with that and not feeling like they've figured out their like why and wanting to shake them and just be like, time's running out. Like (laughs) you don't have that much time to like find love for the world. And also like the more people who love their lives and love the world but like more of that is just gonna happen and then we're gonna live in a better place and like everything like people will heal the more people heal and I have to you know you have to like stop yourself because you can't control other people and like you can't do that like you truly only can do that work for yourself and holy shit is it ever like freeing and so joyful have you Have you gotten any messages from people who want you to like do the work for them? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And I've been that person. I've wanted people to do the work for me because I didn't think I could. And it's like, like yeah. hey, can you hear me sober, please? It's a hard conversation. I Google like what to say sometimes because I'm like, <laughs> which is bullshit. And I don't want to be a dick though and do that like fucking bullshit of, but like the bot, I always re- try to remember like the bottom line is, is like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not equipped. And so, like, I can be there for someone and encourage them if they want to make a change to change. But I, like, I'm not fucking equipped to really get anybody, like, listen to my podcast. Like, I want to I want to provide support and all the knowledge that I have. But my knowledge is not at expert level, obviously. I have a fucking theater degree, like, you know. So I'm not, like. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. You're, like, just you sharing and just you. Is enough. Yeah. It's, like. Uh, that's amazing and like also you don't have to be perfect you don't have to say like today you could say something where in two years you're going to be like oh I've like changed my mind about that a little bit yeah. but that's, it's, well, that's how it happened for me with sober curiosity like the like at first I thought I could not handle the thought of never drinking again mm-hmm. and then like months went by and then like I would just have drinks like I would have like the glass of wine at Christmas or the cocktail, like, you know, whatever at the concert or whatever, just to, because I wasn't ready to part with like that aspect of who I am. It was like too scary to fully part with her. So it like every four months I would drink. And then now it's like literally a sip whenever, like every once a year, I'll have like a sip of taste someone's wine or whatever, but that's I don't know what that is, but it doesn't yeah. like trigger yeah. me to have a whole drink. Yeah, but, I've yeah. I've done the same where I've just like tasted something and I'm yeah. like, am I gonna die? <laughs> like, no, no. And like, for me, like it doesn't trigger cool. me to want more. Yeah. At this no, point. Yeah. Um, because the I just 
the feeling of the, the knowing that I don't drink and just being like, I don't drink is the most freeing thing ever for me. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's weird. Like how much of an impact it has in changing your life. I know it's crazy. Yeah. It's so unexplainable, but yeah, like talking to people about it who are still in that place of like really connecting to that side of themselves and not quite seeing like where it can lead them. It's hard because you do, you just want to like fully like put what you've learned into this person because you're like, I care about you and I like want you to see what you could like be. Like even like with family members and stuff, I'm like, oh man, like, you know, like I I can see you like doing everything you want to do and you just have to like, you just have to do this, this and this. But like, again, yeah, like if I did that work for someone, which you can't, but they wouldn't have this level of like feeling amazing about themselves because they did it. No, that's like the whole thing. It's like making that big change and you being like, oh, it came from within me and like my connection to like loving my life and loving the world. Like that is, that's it. That's the only like way you can change your life. And like, then you can love other people better. And then like, we can all interact in a healthier way. Yeah. Not heal ourselves. That's, I think the biggest challenge for me, not that like, I'm a, I'm definitely not a fucking perfect person, but like hanging out with people who are unhealed Mm -hmm. is hard. Um, that's probably been like one of the biggest challenges and then not being like a dick, like myself, not being like, you're better than this. Yeah. It's like, you kind of like, owe it. Like I try and tell myself because I can get like like feel angry towards people who like don't want like aren't ready to do the work or don't want to yet and you're like you just want them to like I have to tell myself that they need the same like deserve the same amount of like patience as I would hope I deserved at the time when I was going through the exact same thing and like understanding that they don't understand what you don't what you understand yet yeah and and then just like kind of like it's nice to give of yourself without expecting anything in return so like give people that like support in a like healthy way like distance way but like without asking that they recover or like get their shit together immediately you know 100 percent. like managing expectations with others and like also sometimes I think like if I can give those like mostly women support emotionally it's kind of like a way of healing myself or giving myself for like being in that place because sometimes I get like judgmental about who I used to be and that's really really unfucking productive yeah it's just and I'll continue to make a lot of mistakes to this day I'll always make mistakes and fuck shit up that's okay (laughs) now I just have to be sober and do it which is worse it's like fuck I was I can't even blame liquor on that I was just (laughs) yeah all the like you're like sorry I did this I was drunk now you're like sorry I did this I'm fucked up (laughs) I did this I'm just dumb and flawed and a human being but uh I wasn't drunk I was sober (laughs) I'm I'm weird (laughs) I was sober when I uh, yeah I'm just fucking weird and fucked up sorry I know it's so nice oh my god yeah no like a huge yeah the one of the most healing things for me has been like trying to be as like 
giving without like expecting anything in return as possible and that has brought the most like beautiful things into my life personally because like it you eliminate fear of like like when I show up to an audition and I'm in the zone of like I'm just gonna give of myself and I'm not gonna hype this up and I'm not gonna like it goes well like if you're just like come how are your auditions differently I would like to talk to you about that how are your auditions differently and your acting careers differently fun happy joyful beautiful like I don't think about like I need to be on this level and like these people are like so powerful and blah blah blah. like I'm not thinking of all these like crazy things that you shouldn't think about I'm literally just going into auditions and having fun whoa like and just doing it from like I'm just glad I'm alive today (laughs) like I'm gonna read these lines and be in front of a camera and make some like creative stuff with someone and if it goes bad cool it went bad like I showed up sober. <laughs> I showed That's up. That's how I feel. And I tried my best. And I yep. can honestly say I tried my best. Mm-hmm. Even when it was bad. Like sometimes <laughs> I submit those tapes and I'm like, yo, and I tried my best. I fucking tried my best. Yes. <laughs> Is yes. that an Oscar award winning self tape? No. I mean- did I try my best? Fuck yeah, I did. And I think back in the day, I was afraid of like, just saying that I like, I I think I was afraid of trying my best. I was afraid of loving fully. I was afraid of trying my best. I was afraid of failing. And something I say now all the time is I would rather fail, trip over my own feet in the wrong, in the right direction of like where I want to be going. I'd rather fail and trip and be like, learn and then be like, and be like, this is fucking hard. Like this, this is hard, but I'm trying my best and I'm failing in in my passions than be succeeding and speeding down the wrong road knowing I'm speeding down the wrong road or just not trying at all and just and then well that's still not trying because you're like well look how good I am at driving this race car and I should be climbing the mountain or whatever like I don't love that perspective I would have never like made that because I realized I'm like okay like you could go be like you could go do like a like a nine to five and you're smart and you could apply yourself. And like, that is like a, that's like an outdoor at all times for someone. I think pursuing the arts is like, that's always a fucking trap door that you're like, should I go down that trap door? And, and as you get older, you watch more and more people pull the fucking thing and go down. Like you watch more and more people be like, I'm out and pull the trap door. I know. And so you're like, should I fucking do it? Should I do it? And some people do it for like five years and come back, but like mm-hmm. it's never too late, but you you watch people pull the trap door and you think, should I fucking do it? Like, I'm sick of working at a restaurant. I'm sick of doing this. I'm sick of doing that. I'm sick of failing every day. I'm sick of going to auditions, blah, 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 blah. But yeah. I still would be less happy doing that than, than failing in the right direction for me. I've right? just like made amends with that. and <laughs> like, this is my path and I have to fail. In yeah. the, I, I'd rather fail in the right direction until I'm 50. It's just yeah oh that's so awesome I think that's like the hardest thing about dating for me is actually not the sober thing but it's like the I'm pursuing a creative life and a creative career and like that means still working in a restaurant and that means like auditioning a lot not getting parts and a lot of people are not gonna understand that and like see that as like get your shit together get your life together go get a normal job like come on like I wanna I want a house and a wife and kids and like even if you really love someone like it's it crushes your soul when someone like doesn't you can tell someone like doesn't want to be with you because of your decisions that are like the thing that like drive you in this life then it's like they don't really love who you are because at yeah. this point if you've stuck around this long in acting 
like we're like entering our later 20s. Mm-hmm. If you've stuck around this long in acting, you can't go do something else. You have a just fucked up personality and you're just going to have to. You're probably going to take to drinking if you do <laughs> go do something else because you're always going to have that void that you like. like that you want to do it. And if you have to do something, you have to fucking go do it. And then, like, I know people think that I'm stupid and whatever, but like, I just don't care. Like, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll just do it. And it's like, I, and I do see the dumb. I, I see the stupidity in it. Like, like I see when people talk to me and they're like, I, I can see, and I understand, I guess it's not so much like I agree with them, but I do see it. Like, I'm like, yeah, I do seem crazy, but I just have to do it. I have to fail it's in the right the, direction. That's like, it's totally necessary. Yeah. yeah. But I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, me too. But, but me I'm too like, what am I going to go do? Like, I'm going to go fucking, what am I going to go do? Yeah. The wow. biggest thing for me to heal. Yeah. is like, I'm like in a place where I can't really imagine being someone in the arts. I would never be with someone in the arts. That's why I'm understanding. <laughs> so I understand. I'm like, and like, I used to only date people who were actors. And now like I, and then I was on the I've other never side. dated an actor. Oh, don't do it. <laughs> Just everyone don't date actors. <laughs> don't, and that's what I was, I was saying to my roommate the other day. She's like, yeah. oh, this guy's hot. He's an actor. I'm like, don't date actors. She's like, Sky, you're an actor. I'm like, I wouldn't date me either. It's fine. <laughs> self-aware the next step of healing is figuring that shit out i can date me either um oh god no i would if i was man for sure i would date me i think i'm nice yes i would date me here's the thing i think i think you shouldn't date another person in the arts i think you should date someone who's your opposite exactly you teach each other things i need a nice boring finance guy i'll zest up his life you know, I'll have his kids and shit. And then you learn about finances, which you probably do. Insider trading, man. That's what I want. Exactly. <laughs> that's honestly what I want to. And yeah, it's just, it's just finding that person who's like going to let you do your thing and love you for it. The, this guy I was on set with for the movie in January, he was like, I'm a creative. And that's like what I've always done. I've never brought much like money in. And my wife is like a CEO. Yeah, and I was like, that's the sickest dynamic. And he's like, she loves me. I love her. We do our thing. We let each other do our things. We compliment each other beautifully. Yeah. And we've been married for like 50 years. And I was like, I'm so inspired. Yeah, that's what I want. But I want to be him. So I did this thing where like, if you ever want to like, this is like, I've always wanted to tell this story. Uh, so if you like ever want to seem really smart to someone like in finance or whatever, cause like I'm a theater bro. Right. So like, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. So I would just Google, I went out with this finance guy and I Googled what the guy from the big short with the glass eye is saying right now is his name's Michael Burry. He like, he predicted the 2008 housing market crash and, <laughs> and shorted it. Mm-hmm. And anyways, so I Google what he says before I go out with this guy so I can seem really smart. And I just repeat whatever, like the buzzwords that he's saying verbatim. Like I just repeat what he's saying. Can you give me a piece of this? Like, he'll be like, like, he'll be like, um, <laughs> the most important thing to invest right now in is like water. Or he'll be like, uh, t- uh, Tesla's like way overrated and like we should short it or like whatever. Like, I just love exactly, <laughs> exactly what he fucking says, like word for yeah. word. And yeah. then this guy is like, you're so smart. I can't believe you're like so creative and smart and beautiful. I'm like, yeah, I just know a lot about finance. Like, it's just one of my hobbies. I read the Globe and Mail business section. <laughs> Anyways. My passion. I'm like curious to see if he'd give me insider trading tips. So... <laughs> I'm also sober. I actually should also say this. This was a sober date. So I'm like, like, so like, I'm like fishing for insider trading tips. And, uh, 
then he thinks he actually starts to like start to think that I'm like a government probe set like catch him for insider trading <laughs> and he actually like and this is like he's in like his late 30s like this is like a very serious finance man and he actually thought that I was a government probe sent because of all my Michael Burry information <laughs> I was like wow. like bitch, you just didn't watch the big short <laughs> yeah he's like he's like are you wearing um he's like are you wearing a, a mic or a wire like he like start like he actually started like I could see it in his eyes he was like like seriously like starting to get scared and I was like oh my god and I thought to myself I would make such a good government probe to catch insider traders like think about they put hot girls get them to go out with finance guys and like fucking ask them like for real it makes so much sense Let's start a small business. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pitch this to the, to the, like, the, whoever monitors them. It's like the fucking stock traders of Toronto or whatever. Let's pitch it. Evil work. <laughs> back to being evil. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's back to my villain self. Oh, but I would God. catch insider traders, so that's good. Yeah. Anyways, no, I feel like we should wrap it up. Okay, this is such a treat. I'm I'm so excited to see you. In yeah, in three weeks you'll be back. Week. So in three weeks we'll have new things to talk about. Yeah. Maybe, ooh, we should think about what we should talk about in three Brainstorm. weeks. Brainstorm. Um, okay, so check out Sydney's new song. Long, yeah. June. June. By, by Meadowland. Meadowland. Not just me. <laughs> I have the band instruments. Kind of. Actually, that's funny that you say that. There's a girl I work with at my at carrots and dates who we we're in a girl band now um we've yet to practice together but i am in a girl band i'm very excited about it i've always wanted to be in a girl band do you remember sky sweetdom no oh my god she's a she's like a punk singer from toronto and she sang like punk songs oh. when i was a kid and her name was sky and my name was sky and i was like she was on Radio Free Roscoe. Remember Radio Free Roscoe? Yes, I do. I Radio do. Free Roscoe, I, I went to the mall as a kid in Edmonton and lined up to try to meet them, and I didn't get to meet them. It was that busy. The stars of Radio Free, now they're all bartenders in Toronto, but at the time, they were famous to me, and I wanted to be just like them, and I was like, oh. you are now. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I am now, exactly. Okay, That's I'm just so funny. Miss- Okay, bye everyone. Thank you so much. Come back anytime. Check out all the episodes. Check out Sydney. Sydney's in a movie. What's the movie called? The End of Sex. The End of Sex. DV from Schitt's Creek, which is very cool. DV from Schitt's Creek. Sydney is a celebrity. She's fucking famous. She's so cool. She's so beautiful. Okay, bye. Bye.